That was terrifying and creepy. <laughs> what are you, Santa? I was going for the count. One, two, three. Your count's better. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Sauced on Beer, Burn Barbecue. I'm your host, Kevin. And I am joined once again by my fantastic, elegant, bearded friend, Alex. That was so nice. I thought you were going to go with lovely, but I like what you said better. Well, you know, I didn't want to butter you up too much right off the bat. That's fair. Um, We have one hell of a show tonight. Like every night. Yeah, but I think this is probably some of the best bourbon we've ever had. Highest caliber, for Highest sure. caliber, yes. Mm-hmm. Most notoriety. Yes. Um, there are bourbons we are going to try tonight that I didn't even know existed. I feel like that's... <laughs> that's a lot of that's bourbons. That's pretty standard for me, though. Every, every, I feel like every day you're telling me about, like... Some iteration of some bourbon that I've heard of, but I've never heard of that iteration before. But these are all things that are just fancy, exciting pours. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? I would agree. I mean, when I was doing all the notes and working on all that, doing all the research for this, I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe I'm going to get to try these bourbons. And you know, now that we say that, you probably meant it, and I'm just picking up on it. But I feel like a, the, the theme for the night is caliber. Because we're going to try some nice caliber bourbons, and then we're going to discuss the overinflated caliber of other bourbons. Okay. I didn't mean it that way, but, you know, um, I can kind of see... Theme number two. Yeah. So, Alex, we're at episode 23. That I, I'm amazed by that. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't seem like we've been doing this for very long, but 23 seems like a pretty big number. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. Uh, we've grown immensely. Lots of subscribers. Lots of listens. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. So, you. yeah, thanks to everybody who listens to us. Thanks to everybody who tells their friends about us. Um, we truly appreciate it. We love you even more. Um. Now that we've got a lot of subscribers, new subscribers and new listeners and all that stuff, I thought maybe we just do a quick, like, who are we again and what what is the purpose of this podcast? Why are we uh, here? Why are we here? Why are you here? Well, I'm here because... I was talking to our listeners. Oh. Well, hopefully they're here because they want to listen to good podcasting. Of course. And they want to learn more about beer, bourbon, and barbecue. Okay. How did we get here? So you and I, we've been friends for now going on almost seven years. Since college. We've almost been out of college for eight years. I've been out of college for no seven years. You're right. Right. You're right. So we went to a college where we didn't do a lot of partying or things like that. You can't do that at Baptist colleges. <laughs> they don't they don't allow that. It's harder to do at a yes. Baptist college. Um so really our love for bourbon, beer, and barbecue kind of came after we got out of college. Um I've always kind of loved barbecue um i know that's a new kind of passion for you alex mm-hmm. um beer i was always a big beer fan i think same thing for kind of nope. no nope beer and see it's a good thing we're doing this because even you forgot i did no beer was something growing up my my family were bud light drinkers yeah still are i don't yeah kudos to budweiser and heiser-busch big st louis company yeah. awesome it's just not my thing i i don't like it but for the longest time, that's all I thought beer was. Yeah. I thought all beer was like that. And then you started getting more into beer, and you're like, no, it's not. I've got to find you something that you like. And you spent four years doing it. And Do you remember the first one that you really liked? I don't remember what it's called. It was for your birthday, yeah. which is tomorrow. What's the anniversary? What's my beerversary? Oberon. Oberon. We should get more. We should. So... 
I've always, like you were saying, I've always kind of been into craft beer and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which is kind of where my love for that and sharing it with you kind of went, which is another reason we wanted to start this podcast, because we love sharing about these things. Um, and then bourbon's really just been kind of the, what, last two years or so? Two, yeah. Uh, two and a half. Longer for you. I went on the bourbon trail. My wife's like, hey, let's go try this, you know? And I was like, okay. I've had bourbon once or twice. I wasn't a big fan of it. But I figured there's got to be better stuff out there. I mean, the bourbon aisle's huge. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is amazing. The bourbon trail was incredible. There's a lot of amazing distilleries out there making some amazing stuff. Um, And then I drug you on it. Mm -hmm. You drugged me. Yeah. I drugged you? Yeah. Or I dragged you. Drag it, drag. I think by the time we got around to it, I, I was hopping and skipping. <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, where we've started there. Barbecue-wise, you're definitely getting into it a lot more, um, which is awesome. You smoked some chickens this weekend for Father's Day. Mm, those were good. Um, My latest experiment. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to smoke some chicken for my kid's birthday on Saturday. Mm. Um, you going whole chicken? Chicken breast? Chicken breast. Doing something simple um, because I'm just going to shred it up when I get done. So I didn't want to get a whole bird and pay for all that extra. So right. Makes sense. um, Alex, are we experts in any of these topics? No, we are not. No. Do we ever claim to be experts? I don't think so. Unless we're drunk and get crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So we always like to We intend to not. Yeah. We always like to throw out that disclaimer because we're not experts. This is our journey through bourbon, beer, and barbecue. So we might get things wrong, but- we're excited about uh, sharing it with you. Mm, well, and that's the point. Yeah. We're not. You probably aren't. Even though you think you might be, you're probably not. That's okay. That makes it more fun. Yeah. And if you've got things to share with us, definitely connect with us. Yeah. Um, that'll give us more to, to try, more. more to experiment with, yeah. more to talk about. So that's just a quick recap of who we are. Because I felt like we've had a lot of new subscribers, new listeners that may have missed out mm-hmm. on those first couple episodes which I went back and listened to, and we sound like such newbies at this and <laughs> so young. And Yeah, we sounded really young a couple oh, months ago. Oh, my goodness. Ago. It was terrible. Yeah, um, learn more. Yeah, we've learned a lot On more. our podcast. So tonight we said we were going to try some pretty amazing bourbons. Yeah. Let's um, do it. Actually, not all bourbons. One of them's a whiskey. Oh, look at you checking that. Yeah. See, I usually I have to that. check you Normally on Normally, you got you to do that, but one of them's I one guess of them's that shows whiskey. I did not read the list. Um, there it is. He's right. I am. So, this first one we're diving into, and I guess I should say where we got these. Um, yeah. The Instagram bourbon community is incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, there's so many awesome people out there. I mean... we. I don't think we've met one not awesome person. Yeah. I don't think so either. Everybody is super cool, super friendly, willing to share all kinds of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, and all kinds of bourbon. There's so many amazing podcasts out there. Um, so many amazing pages out there. Just mm-hmm. people that love talking about this stuff. Um, so I made a friend, uh, bourbon fellows, his Instagram name, Mike's his real name. Um, but it's funny because I just know him as bourbon fella. I went to an <laughs> event a couple weeks ago where, there was some other Instagram followers and we introduced ourselves as Instagram oh, that's handles, not our, <laughs> our real names. Cause I didn't it's know. It's like a chat real, room. Yeah. Um, but, uh, bourbon fellow, Mike sent me some amazing samples. Amazing so we're going to try samples. those tonight. Um, five of them. Um, I was just texting, uh, whiskey, Nate, Nate, who mm-hmm. lives out of Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just sent me a picture of some Rock Hill farms he was having. And I just texted him a picture of our Eagle Rare 17 that we're about to try. I'm so excited for this. So this has been the bourbon probably you and I have wanted to try the longest. I'd say, yeah, of the um, quote-unquote nice, fancy, Bourbons that we'll probably never have a bottle of. Right. Yes. This has been the one I've wanted to try the most. You said you had a sample. I'm like, I'm coming over now. Um, This is really good. Um, smelling on it is incredible. The color on it is incredible. I'm so excited to try this because you and I are huge Eagle Rare fans. We're huge love Buffalo Eagle Trace Rare. fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I love seeing the progression of Buffalo Trace to Eagle Rare, and now we can kind of see the end result. Um, it's final form. Yeah. So, should we dive in? Let's. Can I start? 
Yeah, go ahead. While you're starting, I'll just kind of give us some background. So we are trying. Well, I mean, the... I was going to talk about the oh, notes. Go ahead. You can't give background while I'm talking about the notes. I'm sorry. I'm just really excited. It's like we've never done this before. Ah, uh, go ahead. Thank you. So the nose on this is it's incredible. It's really good because it it smells like Eagle Rare, which we've had a lot of, mm-hmm. and we've had a lot of different store picks too, and it's got that same basic what i love about eagle rare and what i've said before is i love eagle rare because it kind of it it encompasses a lot of the different flavors of bourbon in my opinion it's a really good catch-all it's got some earthy tones it's got a little bit of spice it's got a little bit of sweetness it doesn't have too much of anything but it has a lot of everything and it does it really well um so i like it for that reason um it's easy to sip and i I think it'd be great for anybody who's trying bourbon because of that so this has that nose but this is coming up strong with a lot of specific flavors like the first time i put it up to my nose i said grape which i've never ever said for a bourbon before but yeah you know i've smelled fruitiness before but i've never really been able to say anything specific does this and honestly almost reminds me of big league chew you have big league chew growing up so you know what i'm talking about yeah i know exactly the great what flavor. you're talking about that's that's what I'm getting. That's, That's so like funny you say that. I was just listening to another podcast, the Podcast, okay, where one of the guys on it, the Grease, compares everything to Big League Chew, <laughs> great bubble gum. <laughs> he says everything tastes grapey to him, and I'm sitting here just dying of laughter because <laughs> you're describing this like he is. Um, it smells old. Yeah. I mean, it smells like oak mm-hmm. goodness, something that's been sitting for a while. Grape oak. I mean, the nose of it. This is something I want a candle of, like, all the time. And, you know, I I wouldn't say more than that about the nose. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's it's it smells like Eagle Rare. And it's got those two big things that stand out. I think before we go any farther, we should say, too, this is Eagle Rare from 2006. Six. Bottled in 2016. Sorry, 2016. Okay. Yeah. 2006. Dude, that'd be even crazier. <laughs> This is Eagle Rare from 2016, mm-hmm. um, spring of 2016. Uh, it was distilled spring of 1999. <clears throat> it was distilled spring of 1999, um, which is crazy. Like, Man. that's a long time was ago. Was in the fourth grade? I don't even know what grade I was Third in. Grade? 90 I was proof. Little. So, 90 proof. Uh, 17 years, obviously Eagle rare 17. There you go. Um, this is from a barrels. They, they found, uh, 32 barrels that fit this profile. Um, evaporation loss for the 2016 was 66.1%. Um, rip evaporated bourbon. Yeah. Estimated bottles, 4,192, which I think, what did we say? The 17 was pretty low. I think the 17 was one of the lowest of the Buffalo Antique collections. I don't remember the numbers. I remember feeling that way, though. Yeah. So I'm really excited about trying this. Have you tried it yet? No, because I want to save every last bit of it. I know. Go ahead. Okay. I'm watching anticipation. I'll try and get two sips. I know. Mike sent us about an ounce, and I can't believe he parted with an ounce of this. What are you thinking over there? (coughs) I should have acclimated first. What do you mean, acclimated? I I haven't had a lot of whiskey lately because I'm running out. And so I'm, I'm just not used to the heat. It's got it's got good heat for a ninety proof. I'm surprised of the heat that it has. So I'm getting I'm tasting all of that oak that you were smelling, like like it was. I'm drinking it out of the barrel. Is how much oak I'm getting from that flavor, and it is it's good. I'm tasting sawdusty, like oakness. I'm getting that on the back end. Yes. I just got that mm-hmm. as I kind of close my mouth and breathe. in again, it it. That's the same feeling you get when you left the Rick house. Yeah. That same kind of taste in your mouth almost. It's, it's more than just a smell. Stole that smell from a Rick house. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Man. 
That is damn good. So I'm not tasting as much the sweet fruitiness as I was smelling. Okay. Um, it's more the the heavy oak, but it's a so it's a sweet heavy oak as opposed to grape flavored big lead shoe, which <coughs> I'd say I'd prefer. The second taste is tasting more like regular kind of eagle rare, how I expect it, but beyond a step. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it evolved. Yes. Um, getting a lot of that, you know, Mashville one kind of feel. Alex is going for every last drop in that glass. Oh, that was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah. As long as you didn't get in your eye. No. Um, I'm good. It was worth it. I mean, it tastes like Buffalo Trace, but it tastes like Buffalo Trace at the next level. Mm, yes. Um, I I can't think of a better way to describe it either because it does. It tastes. I have one more sip. It tastes the same, just just better. Like everything about it is is more enhanced, and I I guess it's a lot of the age. The last sip I got, I got a lot of like a sweet kind of like caramel richness, leathery kind of like oakiness. Mm -hmm. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. I wouldn't have said as much caramel, but I mean that it it's bourbon. Yeah. It's flavor profile is the best of what I would say. Bourbon. It's very dry. Like it's just, it's very, Mm. the finish is yes. The finish definitely is. Um, Wow. Man. That lives up to the hype. It's funny. No, we've kind of talked about where we've come from and how we've grown. And one of the interesting things about bourbon that I've enjoyed learning about bourbon is, you know, usually age equates to a lot of different things depending on who you are. Um, Often it equates to price sometimes. Um, Usually because... The longer it's in the barrel, the more it's getting from the barrel, right? Well, you know, that's that's not always the case, and we've definitely had some where age has not helped. This one, every last bit of... What would one where age didn't help, do you know? Remember off the top of your head? I don't. I just remember feeling that way. I can definitely say that the age has made a, a huge difference on this. All those extra, because regular Eagle, Eagle Rare is about 10 years. Is it always 10 years? It is 10 years. It is 10 years. Um, it does still have the 10-year age statement on the back. Okay, I thought that one was... Uh, I'm thinking of something It was else. on the front for a while, okay. but then they moved it back on the back. Um, there's a lot of talk that soon it might disappear. I mean... The age statement? Yeah. It's kind of been a trend lately, I think. Well, I mean, because it's bourbon so hot right now. Mm-hmm. It's so hot uh, right now. That Hansel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the, the seven years has made a huge difference and i love i love it yeah i mean i definitely feel like it is very oaky very old very dusty very just matured Mm -hmm. Um, it's a great down-to-earth bourbon yeah mike thank you for making my dreams come true you're the best i knew you'd be happy about that when he sent that to me i was like you know all these other samples are amazing and i'm excited to try all of them but that one I knew you'd be the most excited about. I, I just, it lived up to my expectations. Good. And I had high hopes for it, never thinking that I'd be able to try it. And mm, so good. I mean. You can try it, try it. Yeah. I would definitely Get say it. it's worth getting it at a bar. Um, if you can find a sample, you'll probably find a sample for 20 up dollars. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's worth it. Um and on that note, we're going to end our show. <laughs> Alex is okay with that. I am. I think that's I, we've done enough. No, we're going to move on to some other good bourbons. Okay, we'll drink. So this next one we're going to have is uh, Mickner's Toasted Bourbon, um, US One Toasted Oak or Toasted Barrel Finished. Um, we've had the ten year. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend Blake sent it, uh, that to us, so I'm excited to try this one. Um, it's finished in a toasted barrel and you and i were kind of talking before the show you know what does this toasted barrel really mean mm-hmm. um and i kind of came up with the the analogy you know 
It's like searing a steak versus smoking a brisket. Okay. So talking a charred barrel versus yeah. a toasted barrel. Yeah. So your charred barrel is going to be very toasted. It's a lot of heat very quickly, very fast. Your toasted barrel is going to be very low heat for a longer period of time. Um, this barrel that this is done in is done for an hour, toasted for an hour. And then they age this uh, bourbon for, what did I tell you, 26 days? Mm-hmm. They were originally going to try 10 days, but it wasn't long enough, and 30 days was too long. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what they decided was too much about the 30-day. I don't know. I don't uh, know. But the barrel that they're using for the finish, 18 months air-dried wood. So I wonder what the starting point is. Is that like it was, the tree was cut down, it was shaped into staves? Starting point outside. They just let it hang out outside. I wonder how that compares to what's the standard. What do you mean? Is it just like for the first barrel, fire charred, new American white oak barrels? Right. What's new? Is it the tree was just cut down, or well, it as just soon means as it it's never been used? Barrel, it's never been used. New was the other one. New means it's just never been used. It can't be used prior to. So it's not really talking about age. So right, okay. right. So a lot of places will let their wood season, mm-hmm. um, seasoned oaked. That's a, a Taylor product, uh, E.H. Taylor. Seasoned oak okay. is one they let the wood age a little bit more. Um, but this is 91.4 proof. Um, it's very dark. I was um, just about to comment on the color. Which I think it gets that probably from its finish. Um, much darker than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. A good dark amber. Like yes. almost red, but not quite. Yes. It's very orange. Yeah. Golden. You get it. Yeah. The nose on it, it's got... Like I smell something toasty kind of like, but... I was going to say oaky. Okay. I feel bad we should... <laughs> We should have done the 17 last because nothing's going to compare to it. Or if something does, we're in for a great surprise. Yeah, um, I, I'm not getting. I, I asked Mike about that, too. I messaged him last night. And I was like, dude, what order should we try these in? Like, I know we should probably go from low to high, which is what we're going to do. But, like, I feel bad for trying the 17 first because it's the lowest proof. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yep, that's just the way you got to do it. And I was like, okay. Um, so I'm not really enjoying the nose on this as much as i thought i would it's got some smoke nose to it almost kind of i hate to say it almost like a scotchiness like that smoky nose i'm not really getting that really i'm getting some heat and some oakiness okay not a not a ton more i'm not i'm not up in my nose game i need to practice getting a very sweet light note like it's not the way the nose smells to what i just tasted i feel very different like i was expecting something very smoky and all that but it was very light it was like a vanilla ice cream kind of taste yeah see and it's funny because this matches the nose i was getting so i think it's funny your nose was so different but our tastes are the same yeah but the end of it the last sip i just took um I just got a very smoky taste, like a, a charred marshmallow. You know what I mean? I'm going to try another sip of this. I'm getting that a little bit. I mean, I, I know it's there in the name, but I would. I I do think the word toasted fits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. Okay. I've been letting it air out of my mouth, and I just got that pretty hard. Yeah. That yeah last- a lot of vanilla. And then that last little bit on the end part is just very almost campfirist. Like it reminds me of a campfire kind of feel. You're diving in over there. I can see. So second sip, still vanilla, more honey. Because it's got a little bit of a real sweet, florally flavor, which I I connect with honey. Um, so honey for sure is still some vanilla. I'm not getting any of the smoke that you're getting. Not one bit of it. Maybe what you're calling smoke, I'm calling 
toastiness. I think that's very similar. But because I, I wouldn't compare those to scotch at all. And now the more that I taste it, it's nothing like a scotch. But it's got that distinct smoky nose to me, like kind of the scotch has. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I would love to side by side this with another Michter's. But I, I feel like the, that toasting is really coming out in the flavor. And I don't know if that's just because my brain's expecting it because of the name. And, you know, it, it plays a lot of good yeah. word pictures in your mind. Because you when you hear the word toast, and you do think of a campfire, mm-hmm. toast and marshmallows. And there's a lot of very specific flavors associated with that. Um, I, I am enjoying this a lot. I'm not getting any fruitiness compared to the Eagle Rare. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. It's different. Uh, the I more, like this a lot. The more it lingers, I'm also getting a peppery taste. Reminds me of a little bit of that Basil Hayden's that I hate, <laughs> but it's a good peppery taste. Like Basil Hayden's, every time I drink that, I get like this overwhelming pepperiness. Like I just I can't stand it. But this is a very subtle, sweet back of the tongue peppery. I think what's getting me on this is it doesn't taste as dark as it looks. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would I would have expected more earthier, nutty, nuttier, maybe some leather, maybe some wood, tobacco, those kinds of flavors. Or even as sweet as it is, like a dark chocolate or a caramel, mm-hmm. it tastes a lot lighter than it looks. So price on this is about fifty-ish dollars a barrel or so or a barrel, a bottle. Um <laughs> it's like, yes, buy the barrel. Yes. Um easy. I think it's good. But if I'm going to spend 50 bucks on a bottle, I'm going to go get like a Blanton's, like save up a little bit more and get a Blanton's mm-hmm. or um, try and find a stag or something like that. I just I don't think it's it's good. I just don't think it's my favorite. Yeah. Now that now that I've had it, like I, if I had bought it, I don't think the money would have been wasted. Oh, no way. But I'm not tasting this and thinking like, yeah, I'd go out and spend 50 on it. Yeah. Um, It's kind of like. um. Woodford Double Oaks. Okay. I remember when we did the Bourbon Trail, that was one of our favorites, mine and, and my wife's favorite, for sure. And, but usually you you find it around here between 45 and 50. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I don't think I liked it that much, but we saw it one day for like 35 and we bought it in a second. Yeah. I think I'd fit this in that category. 35, maybe 40, um, for sure. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's very good. Um, it's a bottle I'd love to have on my shelf. Um, I mean, I don't think any of these are something I wouldn't want to have on my shelf, but, you know. All right, so let's do one more, okay. and then we'll take a quick break. Um, this one is the whiskey that we're trying here, um, and I'm very excited about trying this whiskey. Um, I mean, they're all whiskeys. Well, yes, but this is actually a rye. Are you proud of me? I am. I didn't call it a bourbon. Um, <laughs> no, the, you know the step the, toward whiskey was a big step for you. So you know I like I'm to sorry to it. demean you for that. Good. Um, <laughs> so this is Pinhook Bourbon and Rye, which threw me off quite a bit when I was looking into this. I was like, how can you have a bourbon and a rye together? But I then, you found an answer to that. I did. Okay. So it's named after a horse. The horse's name is Bourbon and Rye. All of Pinhook's what a cool horse. Um, bottles and all that, all their whiskeys that they come out with, they do have a bourbon, um, are all named after horses, racing horses. Um, so this is their first edition straight rye that they ever created. It's 95% rye, 5% uh, malted barley. Uh, so, sorry. Go ahead. When you called it a straight rye, I guess we're saying straight as in the two-year rule. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because my first thought was you meant 100% rye, but I was looking at this. I'm like, this says 95% rye. Liar. All right, never mind. I was wrong. Continue. So, like I said, it's named after a horse. Um, their bottles are really cool. Uh, wax dip top. Um, everything has this green wax, I believe, at the top of it. Um I wasn't familiar with this uh, company for, I mean, I just had heard about it probably a couple months ago, um, but they've got lots of really good stuff. I think a lot of it's probably in Kentucky, Indiana, you know, Ohio, those kinds of, Tennessee, those kinds of states. Um, the best states. I haven't seen any here in St. Louis. Um, 
Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't think I've heard of them before the show either. So, um, I'm excited about trying this, though. Named after a horse, like I said. There's your sample, my friend. Thank you. Um, 24 months. This has been done. So that's two years. Oh, this is only two years old. Yes. Which is why it's a straight. Well, it could be a straight 15 year. This is true. That explains the color, though. The cl- the color is very light. Yeah. It's got a, you can definitely smell the rye nose. I mean, it's Ooh. right off the bat. It's like a quick. That's a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Smell. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of alcohol smell. Uh, 92.5 proof. Don't remember if I said that or so, but. I hate to say it, but it almost smells like a permanent marker. You just tried it. You can't talk about it yet. I know. It's, that is all I can smell. What's the matter with me? I don't know. Is your nose broken? It might be. Um, it just knows nothing's going to compare <laughs> to the Eagle Rare 17. I, know, I, just, I broke you. I, I, hmm. So I just tried it. Um, very much similar to a lot of the other ryes that I'm familiar with. You know, like the Rittenhouse, the Pikesville. Um, I want to get a Willet rye. I want to try that and see how that compares to rise um huh what so i just took my first sip and initially i started to get that almost permanent markery smell but that went away real fast and this flavor is really unique yeah like i don't know what to call it i wouldn't even know what to call it either it's weird because it doesn't taste like a rye to me it doesn't. It's very a smooth rye, like smooth very, and sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird too because like it's not only just on the tip of my tongue, but it's like all around my tongue too, like the whole edge of my palate. Yeah, I'm getting. Yeah, I'm getting that too. I, I just need to try. It's got it again. some spice to it, and but it's not like a kick you in your face spiciness like some ryes are. Like some ryes are just unbearable. Um. It's so subtle, though. It's so... I don't even know. It's unique. I've never had a rye like this. Yeah, I'm going to cheat. This website has tasting notes, and I was not looking at them. Yeah. But I can't put words to it. Okay. Maybe it's this licorice root. Okay. So it says... Um, bright aromas of fresh apples, licorice root, and cinnamon stick. They give there's the, there's the heat. Yeah, the spice. It's like a big red piece of gum. Yeah. Cause it, that's it doesn't what, kick quite that hard, but yeah. But it leaves your tongue tingly. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it gives way to a deep and rich palate of brown sugar, candied black licorice. That's it. Mm-hmm. Vanilla bean, raisins, and dried apricot. That raisin taste. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of that. I, I think the licorice is is what I'm smelling. Because I don't, I can't remember. That doesn't mean I have it. I can't remember having a whiskey that was described in any way with licorice in it. This is good. I like it. This a lot. is really smooth, really easy to drink. Um, it's a cool bottle. Um, this is a rye I'd like to go get. I might have to see if I can uh, find I, one. I almost don't believe it's a rye. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't taste like a rye. Doesn't taste like how a rye should taste. Yeah, that that licorice flavor is so strong to me. I'm not getting a ton of the other the brown sugar a little bit. Um, I'm getting more raisin than black licorice, and I'm not a huge black licorice fan. I don't like. Licorice. I love red licorice, but <laughs> black licorice, no. I mean, it works in this though. Yeah, it really works in hmm. this. Man, those are three fantastic samples so far. I wasn't expecting to like it after that nose, but. I know that that's my probably my surprise of the day. So my dark horse, your dark horse on the pin hook. Yeah. Um, so I think we should take a break because these next two that we're going to try are whoppers. They're, they're going to kick our butt a little bit and I'm excited about that. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Scotch Guy, and I hope you've been enjoying listening to this episode. 
Make sure that you check out all of our fantastic beer, bourbon, and barbecue merch at www.shopbeerbourbonbarbecue.com. Again, that's www.shopbeerbourbonbbq.com. We have tons of great and comfortable t-shirts, so make sure you go pick those up. Make sure you also check us out on Instagram at beer underscore bourbon underscore bbq and at the.alex.experiment. Now, let's get back to getting sauced with beer, bourbon, and barbecue. And we're back. Are you really supposed to start this? I'm not. Have you ever started? Never. Why don't you do it officially? Go ahead. Do I, I give you. Do permission. I need some pomp and circumstance, or should I just do it like I've always done it? Have you? You've never done it though. So make it your own. But my own is making fun of the way you do it. I don't want to do it. Do it like the count. I'm not going to do that. Okay, so we're back. Um, <laughs> we just spent our uh, our break time making uh, Count Chocula and Count from uh, Sesame, Street. Sesame Street jokes and counting like him. Should we give our listeners a little preview? No, I was going to say, since they're not funny, we're going to be cutting those from the show. This part? No, just that part. Oh, okay. So we're moving on to our next sample from Bourbon Fella which is Mike again. Um, I think each one of these continues to just amaze me. Like the amount of bourbon and whiskey out there just makes my head hurt. It, apparently I have nothing to add. <laughs> it's like collecting baseball cards. Like you're never going to run out of baseball cards to collect. Like no one can ever say, Oh, I have every single bourbon. It's just impossible. I agree. Yeah. So moving on, this is the Wild Turkey Beyond Duplication 1992. And I will say, when Mike sent this to me, I had no idea what this was. I had never heard of this. Um, It was very hard to find information out about this when I was doing some research. Um, Alex, you're holding it up like you're a scientist, like your beaker from the Muppets. I am a scientist. You are. What are you seeing? So I absolutely love the color on this bourbon. It's a rich, deep mahogany. Mm-hmm. It's yes. And it probably smells like leather bound books. No, <laughs> but it is a rich, deep mahogany. Like, this is red. This is the reddest bourbon I've ever seen. It kind of looks like Kool-Aid. Almost. Or I mean, like I would have... cherry grenadine. I would have likened it more to, like, wine. But, since I don't drink wine, unless it's all we have... <laughs> I don't even drink wine, then. I will go find something else besides I'm, wine. I'm cheap. So. I love the color on this. To kind of give a little background on what we did find... um, this is a 12-year-old uh, bottling uh, kind of wild turkey thing that they did from, like, the 80s till 92. Um, it wasn't very popular because it was during kind of the time when bourbon wasn't too exciting. The bourbon lull. Yeah. Um, Dubbing in here. And it was pulled in 92 to make room for Wild Turkey 12-year gold foil, which some of you may know as the cheesy gold foil bottles. Um, if you see that, like, you'll know to, know what a cheesy gold foil, like, it's got all the cheesy, it's gold, all gold. I guess. I've never heard of it. Apparently, there's a lot of Wild it's Turkeys very, with a lot of goofy nicknames. It's very rare and unique. Okay. Well, that's um, why. I've never heard of it. But this, I mean, like I said, this was... Very hard to find information out about. Um, it's 101 proof, one of 600 barrels. Um, so, I mean, you and I were kind of just reading through some stuff, Alex, and there's not really a way to describe this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, no, not, I mean, not beyond tasting and smelling it. Yeah. I don't it, think there's a ton that really stands out. Yeah, I, I think. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because whiskey in general is something that has aged for so long that I kind of expected at first all of them to have been around for 
ever. Yeah. It's kind of like when you're going through school and you're learning about all the countries and you think this is the world. It's been here forever. And then you learn that some of these countries are barely older than you are. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That that I kind of have the same sort of experience learning about some of these bourbons that are brand new but really popular or really old and no one really cares or, or you know, everywhere in between. One of the things I thought that was interesting about this is not about age, but once they decided to stop selling in America, they kept on selling it primarily as a, a Japanese export. Um, Similar to like what Four Roses did when they were mm-hmm. not very popular. Right. And um, and I, I likened it to um, Blanton's gold label. Gold that is, and that. I likened it to Blanton's gold label, which is um, shipped to Europe. Am I right about that? Europe, France, uh, all everywhere outside the. Were United you about States. to say Europe and France? I was, but those are. I mean, is France really part of Europe? <laughs> we'll have to ask Europe. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I think that's noteworthy because yeah. I'm just surprised they make it here and don't sell any of it here. Yeah, which I I just I'm curious about the marketing decisions behind that. I mean, I feel like wild turkey's been around for so long too. I mean, like it's one of the the granddads of bourbon. You know, I mean. It's just been there for a while. Um, so let's let's dive into this. Let's. Nose on it. It smells older. Um, I would say this is probably the second oldest bourbon I've ever had. Um, you saw that picture I took of that 68, right? 68. The old granddad. I remember that. I took it. It was on the hood of my car. I sent it to you, and you told me it was the best bourbon day ever. I don't remember. Oh, my goodness. That was from 1968. Wow. Um, so this is the second oldest bourbon I've ever had. Aside from the 17 like, year we just had. Well, but, like, I'm talking, like, when it was bottled. <laughs> I see what you're saying. You know, like, okay. not year length of time, but, like, when it was bottled. I'm not picking up anything really specifically noteworthy about the nose. It's it's good. It's sweet. I'm getting kind of that candied caramel. It's It's typical. It smells like a wild turkey product. Like it's not bad. It's just typical. No, yeah. I just feel like some of the others like that we've had so far tonight have had one or two things that are just, oh, that's really interesting. This has a very distinct wild turkey taste. Um, I mean, it, it tastes wild turkey-like. What are you thinking? Definitely getting that 101 proof. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It warms the chest. Ooh, yeah, it Good is. Good Kentucky hug. <clears throat> and I think that's the cool part about wild turkey is like they are your, you know, they're one one. You feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had enough wild turkey to be able to compare it to typical wild turkey. I'm getting some real heavy, like, candied cherry flavors, which match the color, which I, I like that. I like the consistency there. I was kind of looking at it and hoping it would taste like it looks. Just because. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm trying to think how I would even describe it. I don't know what I would even say to describe it. Like You have no words? I like it a lot. Like, I mean, it definitely... The heat for me, like the Kentucky hug kind of makes it hard for me to pick out notes, sampling notes. That's why we got our three sip cycle. I know, but I'm still on sip two and I still am struggling to Yeah, I'm kinda surprised this late in the game. We've had enough that. Yeah. But I I, I agree with you. It it does have a strong heat. Mm-hmm. Which lends itself to some spice. Which yeah, you know, sometimes I have trouble distinguishing between what's a spicy flavor and what's just hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I feel like I really want to dive into wild turkey more and understand like how they make their stuff. I always feel bad because like Jim Beam and wild turkey, because they've been around for so long. I just, I mean, I didn't grow up with bourbon. I didn't know anything about it, Right. but I always felt like it was not a reputable brand. Like it just kind of, I don't know. Honestly, before you got into it and got me into it, I never gave any thought to the word. Yeah. Even like whiskey, I never thought about it. 
Um, but coming back to this, so my second sip, I'm still getting that candied cherry, like that real sweet, real fruity. The finish, I'm getting a lot of corn. A little wheat, but a lot of corn. I just had <clears throat> my third sip. I'm seeing where you're getting that corn taste, that wheat taste. Um, hmm. Oh, I need a I, flavor wheel. I think that this is one that I would need to try more of, and I know, like, I need to try again, maybe on its own separately. But I don't know. What are you thinking over there? Sorry, um, that third. Did it open something up for you, that third? It did. I'm, I got a lot more spice off the third. And there's like something off the tip of my tongue that I feel like it has a lot of, and I just couldn't think of what it was. Is it similar to that cinnamon taste of like the pin hook? No, not quite. Because that was pretty distinctive. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I pulled up Woodford Reserve's flavor wheel because that's, that's the best one I've found so far. Um, and in the spice category, um, I'm leaning toward the herbal of the ones that they have here. They ha- what are some of the herbals? Uh, it's just herbal. Okay. Is the final. And so next to it is anise, which I have no idea what that is. Um, and next to that is spearmint, which I'm not getting from this. The other ones in that spice um edge of the wheel uh tobacco leaf coffee cinnamon clove black pepper so i'm i'm gonna land on the herbal there it's funny you said spearmint because like i think of like when i've had a piece of spearmint gum Mm -hmm. you get a tingle to it Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i'm likening that tingle to maybe a little bit on the third sip yeah not on any of the others though and it's not strong this one's baffling to me i'm sure there's a word that if somebody said it, I'd be like, yes, that's what I'm tasting, but well, it may I'm, forever. I'm no me. help to you tonight. That's fine. Um, overall, nose was average. Yeah. Taste is pretty good. Um, my favorite thing about it is the color. Okay. I'm, I'm happy with that. Just because I, I like that. This... I, I feel like that makes it seem more intentional is not the right word. Older, mature, like there's something to it. I feel like something that looks light, it reminds me of light beer, which is just kind of like, we put a product out there, here you go. So you're saying this is like light? No, I'm saying that something with a good deep color like this one makes me feel, the good deep color gives me the impression of it. Okay. And I know that's not necessarily true. There's a lot of factors that go into there, but that's that's just me. Okay. Um, So the last sample that Bourbon Fella mike sent us he's got such a cool instagram handle it is it is i like it a lot um this is the one i was probably most excited about trying besides the eagle rare um yeah i've never why because i've never heard of it well and i hadn't heard of it too prior to getting the sample but just kind of looking it up um and talking with a few people Mm -hmm. this is uh william heaven hill um 14 year 115 proof I think it was the proof that made me most excited in the years that made me most excited. Yeah, that is a good age. Um, it's not typical for what we've had. Right, already. right. Um, this is from the Heaven Hill gift shop. It's only available there. Ooh, um, that is quite the Which MSRP. also makes it very exciting. Yeah, you want to say what that is? $250. $250. $250. Mike, you are a saint. Yes. You are a bourbon angel. Um. The mash bill, we do know what that is for this one. 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley. Um, What are you seeing over there? So again, me, I'm examining the color. Um, They describe it on on the website as having a deep golden honey, and I agree. Um, It's not crazy unique, kind of like the um, the last one, the the wild turkey we just had, but it's got a good color. Um, It's similar to the mictors it's it's kind of it, it looks like old bourbon which i love i love that color so just some kind of background a little bit more on this uh 
I believe this is the fifth edition. Um, so 14 years old. Uh, it's from Rick House U. It's from Rick House U. You or uh, ew? You. Ew. Uh, third four. 30 barrels were chosen for this, and it was proofed down to 115 proof. Um, I'm excited. 30 barrels. Yeah, not a lot. So let's nose this. Yep. It's got a very Evan Williams, Heaven Hill smell to it. Would you agree? I agree with that, which is um, I'd kind of put that in the category of your typical bourbon smell. Nothing Mm -hmm. in particular standing out. Ooh. You jumped to the taste so fast. I well, I just I got excited. You get you get excited so. Um, it's funny trying that and the wild turkey because this being 115, obviously it's 14 more proof, but it doesn't taste as hot as the wild turkey. Okay, I'll get there. Okay, I sorry, I've been I've been trying to decide because, like you said, it has that Evan Williams aroma. And I agreed with you, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what that aroma was. And honestly, what I'm going to put my finger on right now is a stronger than normal alcohol scent. Lots of corn. If you want to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It is the heavy corn and that fits the mash bill, which Mm -hmm. is 75% corn. Right. Which is pretty high um, compared to like. Buffalo Trace, which I think they're typically not higher than the 60s, if they even get that high. But okay, so yeah, it's the corn that is that kind of Evan Williams smell there. So I'm going to actually drink it. Um, It's got a fantastic heat to it. Very well-rounded, like I said. I mean, um, it definitely tastes like it's been aged for 14 years. Would you agree? What I don't agree with is that it doesn't taste as hot as the wild turkey. Really? You think it tastes hotter? That is hotter. Oh, I disagree 100%. I'd rather drink this 100 times over. I don't know if I'd put a, which one would I rather, but. Well, I mean, I don't, but you know, like if I'm just talking about smoothness of it, like I'm enjoying this burn a little bit more than the wild turkey burn. It's a different burn. Oh, yeah. That I felt that one in my eyes. And wild turkey, I felt in my chest. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I don't know why. Because it's 115 proof. That's well, why. <laughs> why did one go down and the other went up? I don't know. I can't answer that for you. Science. Science, man. I need to figure that one out. Uh, but the flavor, on point. This oh yeah. is good. This is very try similar to that ageness of the Eagle Rare, that 17-year kind of mm-hmm. like the 14-year... Very oaky, leathery, lots of rich tones. You just took, I cannot believe the amount you just drank right there. You just threw that back. You didn't even do three sips. You did two. I didn't think there was enough. I really like this. It warms your whole mouth. Oh, yeah. This would be fantastic for a freaking freezing St. Louis day. Mm-hmm. Man, that is very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm heat. getting quite all of those complex flavors that you're getting. I think it's got a complex sweetness. Maybe from the corn? Yeah, I guess so. So that, you know, typical... Honey caramel. What did I just say? Honey caramel. Honey caramel. 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 Honey caramel. Um, something darker than that, but not chocolate. Toffee. See, that's that's why I say complex sweetness because I can't put my finger on what exactly that sweetness is. But I'm not getting much else from it. That doesn't mean I don't enjoy it because that is very good. Oh, it's fantastic. Now, it's very good. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know what it's going to be. $250 worth. Would you pay $250 for it? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. 
I think I'd have a tough time paying $250. I would maybe pay $75 for it, maybe even 100 If it's like a limited release, you know. So I'm going to say I don't have enough information to make that decision. Definitely not anywhere close to 100 Just based on those two sips, which... I, I didn't spread it out. I only sipped it twice. I would need more because looking at the tasting notes, and I'm not going to read through it, they're putting a lot of the way they describe it. It sounds really complex, and I just didn't get that from it. What I've been enjoying more lately is if I'm paying more for bourbon, I want I want to be able to sit there and really mull over what I'm tasting. So I, I, so I say that to mean I want something more complex. I want something that I can sit by a fire and really think about what I'm tasting. And this doesn't fit that bill just because all I'm really getting is sweetness and heat. Yeah. It's good, but I'm not going to pay a lot of money for that. I think I could get that same experience for a much cheaper price. I agree and disagree with you. And I think that's the cool part about bourbon. Oh, yeah. Because I think for me... I'd want to get a bottle and just enjoy it more and more and dive into it. Like, um, just based off what I just had. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that heat. I love the richness of it, the complexity of the flavors. Um, to me, that it really interests me and makes me want to go. Well, and I think you're getting more out of it than I did. Because I did three sips instead of two. Yeah, that's probably it. But, you know, I, and I, we've, that's been happening all night. I'm getting something that you're not, and that's just the difference and i think that's cool too just based on the way they describe it i want to try more yeah i probably never will because it's 250 dollars a bottle should we split a bottle <laughs> and just leave it here 125 dollars for half of a bottle sounds like a worse deal than 250 dollars <laughs> in the whole bottle uh, i know the math doesn't add up but i don't know we'd have to talk about it <laughs> i'd have to pump you with a little bit more bourbon yeah from beer <laughs> I don't think you could ever give me. So, I mean, I think we have to end there. We were going to talk about another article about overrated bourbons and all that, but I can't even get into that. These were just fantastic samples. These, yeah, I think of, we've only done a couple sample nights. Yeah. um, Where we've just tried five different kinds, four or five different kinds. I think this is probably the the widest array of flavors we've mm-hmm. ever had. I think age, price value, mm-hmm. like, I mean, like, age these I mean. were some excellent bourbons. Oh, yeah. Like, every single one of them was good. Yeah. Um, and the one that stands out to me easily is the pinhook. Okay. One. Which I'm surprised by that. And Yeah, and I I figured you would be, and I'll say why. One is the age. Because you said it was, two. yeah, 24 months. It's two years old. Usually the younger stuff that I've had doesn't really have much to it. You know, it tastes young, typically, something two years old. Um, Two, because it's a rye. It's 95% rye. And if you hadn't told me it was a rye, I wouldn't have believed it for one second. Because a lot of the strong flavors that we're getting from it, I've associated more with bourbon. But maybe all the ryes that I've had, and to be fair, I haven't had many, have all kind of been the same. Because I've had enough bourbon now that there is such a wide scope of what bourbon tastes like. Um, I use Basil Hayden's, which you hate and I love, as a a marker for this because one of the reasons I like it is compared to what I say is the typical bourbon flavor, it's pretty unique. Um, It's very florally, herbally, that green tea pepper, which I think they they market and go toward. I, I enjoy a lot. which is way different on the scale compared to something like that William Heaven Hill, which is very sweet. Um, So I'm sure the same is true for the rye whiskey world. And I probably just had a lot of the same sort of rye whiskeys, but this one, and and again, I'd probably say it's that, that licorice aroma, that black licorice taste, which stood out to me. Um, I'd, I'd say this is the one that stands out because that flavor stood out to me and I enjoyed it. I was only two years old mm-hmm. to have that complexity. It's, it's crazy. I think the one that I enjoyed the most, I mean, the Eagle rare was fantastic. Amazing. 
Like, it was so good. I think that's what stood out to me the most. Like, that just was such a complex flavor and all mm. that kind of stuff. Uh, but at the same time, I'm going back to the William Heaven Hill. Like, that just had such a good heat, just a good warmth to me. Like, I cannot pick between the two of those. <laughs> I can. Um, I know you can. <laughs> uh, but something about that age, just that extra age, that 14 years, the 17 years, I just it does something to bourbon. Mm. I mean, you and I were on the lower scale of, like, what we can buy and all that. So, like, Henry McKenna, 10 years, like, the most expensive or, well, I guess not most expensive, but, like, oldest bottle I own, you right. know. Yeah, that 10 years. Eagle Rare, 10 years. That Eagle Rare, yeah. Eagle Rare, 10 years. Like, I, I don't own anything more than 10 years. Well, I, I do own one. That's going to be my pick of the week. But, like, that extra age does so much to that bottle. It's so much complexity. and mm-hmm. just, So I think I have to go with those two as my favorites. I couldn't pick between the two of them. Oh, yeah. My, my favorite, for sure, is the Eagle Rare 17. It's like we said before. It's everything I love about Eagle Rare. It's just better. Mm-hmm. And it's not one thing. It's everything. It's just better. Yeah. And I was, I it met my expectations, and I was surprised that it did mm-hmm. because they were high, and because I haven't yet really noticed age make a huge difference. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't really had many whiskeys, and I won't limit it to just bourbon, because um, Scotch Guy has made us try a lot of different scotches, which usually have a pretty wide array of ages. I haven't had any ages. I haven't had any one thing that's had a I've been able to compare age, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um He's gonna text me now and give me crap about this. I guarantee when he hears this part, he's gonna give me crap about how like I you love it. You scotch love scotch. Scotch is so good. Scotch you just hate you just hate scotch. You just hate scotch to hate scotch. Sorry, scotch guy. So um yeah, great samples. Mike, thank you. Yeah, Mike, thank you very awesome. much for those that was uh, very generous. Yeah. I mean, those were some bourbons that and rice that, I mean, just it's so good. So thank you, Mike. Make sure you check them out, Bourbon Fella, um, on Instagram. Um, so that leads us now into our pick of the week. Alex, what is your pick of the week? So Scotch Guy, I know he's talked about this before. He's been on since his honeymoon. They went up to Michigan and had a lot of different breweries and distilleries. I was pretty jealous of the places they went and he brought back for us, um, a, a bottle of bourbon. He brought a couple things back, but my pick is a bottle of bourbon from Traverse city whiskey company, which is their uh, straight bourbon whiskey. Um, it's my pick of the week because, because it's your pick of the week, because it's my pick of the week, because it's the thing I'm talking about this week. But the reason I picked it this week is it's got a really good, um, flavor for being two years old. Uh, very sweet. Uh, it's a good depth to it. Not super complex, but just in comparison to some other smaller distilleries of whiskeys I've had about the same age, uh, blows them out of the water. Um, from from the couple that I've had. Uh, very good bottle. For my pick of the week, um, I just got a barrel pick from total wine and more it's their buffalo trace pick um talking with the guys there talking with a couple friends i know here in st louis that have one it's 12 years old so it is 12 year old buffalo trace um it's amazing like i'm gonna have to probably go get a second bottle of it i will be getting a bottle of it Um, for sure it's 26 bucks yeah you can't go wrong with that no i mean it is so good so much flavor so just incredible um buffalo trace just can't do wrong Mm -hmm. i've heard they've done wrong like in the past like skunky bottles and things like that but (laughs) i just i don't believe it Mm -hmm. no i've i've loved every bit of it so just have that typical profile that i've been enjoying more and more yeah there it just i think we need to do a buffalo trace episode i think we should go to buffalo trace and do it let's do it again to freddie that'd be awesome that'd be amazing so um that does it for this week. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you're always feel free to email us at hello at shop beer, bourbon, barbecue, bbq.com. Uh, you can check out our website, www.shopbeerbourbonbarbecue.com. Get a cool t-shirt. That t-shirt helps us buy more 
bourbon and whiskey keep this podcast going um helps us keep our our audio equipment up and running um so your your purchase there really really helps us out we appreciate it very much mm-hmm. um alex how can people find you i'm on instagram at the.alex.experiment see what i'm up to lately i've been doing a lot of barbecue i just did an experiment um smoking some pulled chickens it turned out pretty good uh so see see what i'm up to and i am kevin at beer underscore bourbon underscore bbq uh thank you to everybody who just entered our contest yes. um thank you we appreciate it we love all the love um we'll, stay tuned for more yeah we'll, we'll definitely, definitely have to do, do another more. one um Maybe we'll give away a full bottle of bourbon this time. Or maybe we'll smoke a chicken and and mail that out to somebody. I don't think that's legal. But it'd be hilarious. It would. So, Alex. Kevin. Thanks for coming tonight. Thank you for having me. Mike, thank you for the amazing samples. Way beyond generous. We appreciate it. And we hope that you stay sauce on beer, bourbon, and barbecue.